Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on, guys? My name's Mad Zombie. Welcome to today's live stream podcast, second episode of Before the Apocalypse. I appreciate everybody coming out. Uh, hopefully, you guys are all having yourselves a good one. If you're listening to this on YouTube or SoundCloud, appreciate you coming out. Uh, today, we are joined by uh, Jay Lorsch yet again, and our special guest is going to be Mr. DJ desktop so let's see if these guys are in the call here still it should be uh so yeah uh what up fans oh they're not here well they both went to get food that's a fun one anyway chat so this is the second episode of my podcast before the apocalypse uh i'm super excited super fun uh we're we're honestly to be 100 honest we're not all that prepared for this and that's okay that's where I find the fun in something like this, where we can just sit down and chat. But as Mr. DJ Desktop is our guest here today, we're definitely going to be talking about him, his life, and a couple of his, his things that he got going on in his life, because you know he, he do things differently than I do. So thank you guys for coming out. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to be with me here today. Did I just like miss like half the intro? Probably, but that's okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was talking about to my dad about eating what we want for food. Sorry, yeah. food's important. <laughs> where, uh, my my uh, brain's at right now, you know. I'm hungry too. It's okay. So I think Jay Lorsch wants to get his food, but that's okay. Yeah, he did. So uh, he did I was I was just talking, telling everybody that uh, you know we got you as a guest star. We're gonna be talking about you a little bit here today, as well as other topics, and we're not prepared, but that's okay. That's yeah. I mean, screw it. We'll wing it, you know. The yeet moment. Um, yeah. So for those that don't know, Mr. DJ Desktop here is a streamer, a DJ, uh, and a bartender. At, at you know, at, at the least, um, many. I'm also in a band. And a musician, right? So yeah. very talented person. No, I know him personally. We went to school together. I remember that piano class. It was a great piano class. It was, oh, yeah, dude. It was basically me asking Trevor how to play the piano. For the most part, for the most part. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's let's start off with this. Uh, you stream, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and and you DJ, and th- those are a lot of things. Like recently, I've been seeing you do a lot. You know, with with your gigs and stuff um, that you've been getting at bars and your bar and stuff. Uh, talk a little bit. Tell me a little bit about the mindset of of those two worlds that are somewhat separate but somewhat not. All right. Uh, well, for me. Uh, see, my name on Twitch is DJ Desktop. Uh, unfortunately, I wish I could. I have to hit up uh, Twitch support so I could just be just Desktop because uh, it fits my the rest of my brand. Uh, nice. But yeah, so like when I started doing Twitch, I was like, well, what do I do? Do I make a do I make a separate name to be like a, to have like a separate en- entity from my band and then also like my DJ stuff or like. Then I thought about it a little bit. I'm like, oh well, why don't I just incorporate my uh, why don't I just incorporate my desktop stuff with the you know the Twitch stuff because you know I could do like streams of like music and whatnot and like do like my DJ sets on stream. I could you know show people like my production on stream and stuff too. So it boiled down to that when um, I first started, and also when I first started uh i i I was mainly just games i mean i'm still mainly Mm -hmm. just games uh but uh i didn't have the computer at the moment to really uh do what i wanted to do with uh my my like music stuff on streams until about last year and Yeah. yeah so now that I have like a good PC and stuff, I do. I, I kind of do DJ. I need to do DJ sets a little more than I I should. Uh, like I do, because uh, they're really cool, and especially the way I've like <clears throat> created my own little uh, way that I do it. And uh, I, I I plan on expanding more. So for those of you that haven't uh, seen uh, one of my DJ streams, uh, so like I have a visualizer with uh the software that I use, uh, Virtual DJ Pro. It's dope, yeah. And, yeah, so yeah, so like built-in video visualizer that you can like get really cool stuff, like, and it, like it all goes to the, like the music and everything. Uh, but yeah, it's super cool. But I like I eventually plan on trying to make myself my own little uh 
like virtual stage yeah uh which would be super sick that is dope uh, i i want to get uh i need to get a bigger green screen because currently right now all i'm using is a blanket on a uh piece of cardboard which <laughs> hey it works but it uh works, you know right? but yeah so i eventually want to make myself a little like uh a, you know virtual stage and whatnot but yeah uh as of right now uh don't really got the funds at the moment. I just, uh, you know, maxed out my credit card to get a VR headset. So, <laughs> which is dope. It'll happen in the future, though. <laughs> so, so one thing I wanted to ask you is like, when it comes down to compu- uh, composing music, whether that's whether that's a DJ set or 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 um, music for your with your band, um, which is uh, Island in the City, if I'm not mistaken, right? That is correct. That is so, correct. Uh, what's up, Pistola? What a name. Um, so it, it's a good band, a good band. So do, do you ever find yourself maybe wanting to write about gaming or making a song or a set about maybe like gaming or something that, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't like, I haven't felt the inspiration yet to write a song about like a video game or something yet. But I mean, I'm nerdy as all hell. So I'm sure, you know, one day uh, that'll come. And also, I plan on eventually uh, incorporating some electronic elements into, like, in, not like completely, and like turn it into our style. But I do plan on incorporating like electronic music in my band's music as well eventually. Ah, uh, it's kind of so, like like I see stars type thing. Yeah, a little sort bit of, of dubstep rock, like which is always dope. So yeah. Quick, quick question: What kind of music does your band play? I thought you were an EDM band. No, of- no, I am my DJ like dj and like edm production is completely separate from my band so i go under as desktop for my dj stuff and then uh island in the city is my band that i'm the the vocalist uh writer and producer for oh like, we, um, we gotta go we i don't hear like new metal or something huh like, rock we do anything from like emo to post-hardcore metalcore so we, we gotta... don't like to Sticks to one genre, uh, and especially for me and like how I write my music, which right. uh, as of right now, all of the music that is uh, for Island City is written by me. Uh, I just cannot stick to one genre, and I don't like when bands force themselves to stick to one genre because I think yeah. it's just a uh, it's just puts a damper on your you know your creative mind, and it's That's just true. like what's the point of doing that yeah, there's too fun. much there's too much good music out there for uh just to be limited to one absolutely yeah, exactly. so we got a good question from mr red robin here he asks will he, will you ever do a collab w- with your own band like corn did with skrillex so well, you... that was something i uh i just touched base on i do eventually plan on maybe for like a song or two incorporating some of my like dubstep into uh one of our island city songs because i'm not i'm not the only person in the band that also enjoys electronic music like my lead guitarist kevin he's a huge bass head me and him go to shows all the time so it's it's been put on the table and talked about before so and honestly that definitely happen. I, I i feel like that's uh like it's underrated a little bit like to, for in my experience i see stars is one of the only bands that i've ever really listened to that does this kind of dubstepy heavy metal mix but it's like it, it, I would say it's well. they've dimmed it down a little bit, though. It's not as heavy anymore on their newest right. album that just came yeah. out, but specifically the album New Demons had a lot of that, which also, yeah. uh, what's really cool, fun fact about that, uh, Rob Swire from uh, Knife Party and Pendulum also helped uh, do some of the production in terms of like sound design for like uh, like some of the EDM stuff in That's that dope. album, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, that is cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was saying like overall, as like 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 genuinely, like genuinely, um, I I I don't see a lot of bands doing that. A lot of rock bands, they like to stick with their rock. I haven't seen a lot of like EDM mix heavy metal or anything really, to be honest. I think the closest I can think of like that would have to be Rammstein. Like Rammstein, metal. Yeah, definitely. But it's not really EDM. Like it has it has like the piano and maybe like the synthesizer, but I wouldn't call it like electric dance music and metal at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rammstein's definitely got more of a uh, more industrial. Oh, yeah, it's industrial metal. Yeah. So, yeah. well, it's also a type of ED, uh, electronic music as well. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So they definitely do more of like industrial metal. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of bands really incorporate uh, like 
modern day EDM into their music anymore, which kind right. of sucks because I mean, but also nobody also has really been able to pull it off super well either. Like I know, I know incorporating electronic music into it was a big thing back in like, uh, you know, like late 2000s, like early like 2010 and so yeah you know metalcore well, i mean whatnot, it's probably like, not pretty a lot hard of, it is pretty hard to do that yeah and not a lot of people had a lot of knowledge about it then and right. like things were a lot different but now i feel like somebody were to try to do that it could pay off pretty well, the, well and i know yeah. IC stars is still doing it but yeah that um, like one thing i noticed obviously like recently we got you got a lot of collabs with like rap and like edm like with marshmallow and you even got country with edm it's just like I'm surprised I'm not seeing more of that metal EDM mix because um, it's so common it's now. Dude, I could I could find you a band in a second. I you know, but I just don't listen to any of that. So. Right. It's more so not so much bands really do, adding electronic music to their stuff, but electronic artists, especially in the dubstep community, are adding like metal artists to their music. Kind of remixing uh, it, right? Yes. Yeah, so. so um, not even just remixing it, but like uh, having like features from like metal artists and whatnot. Like uh, one artist I listen to, Phase One, uh, he's he always gets uh, the guys from North Lane, which is a uh, Australian metalcore band. Uh, he always gets those guys to do like collabs, and it's like a dubstep song. That's dope. Um, there's a guy named Sullivan King uh, who's a DJ and producer who is uh, he. He plays guitar actually, like live and in some of his songs, and he also does like screaming and stuff. So that's really cool. But he also and he also gets featured on a lot of other people's tracks and stuff too, which is super cool. That is um, dope. Yeah, there, uh, there's definitely a lot more of metal being incorporated into EDM, and not so much EDM being incorporated to metal anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, that's and where that's where it's other... headed. You know, it's like it's all yeah. electronic now. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like if you put power metal and EDM together, that sounds like it'd go pretty well together, you know. That's yeah. very fast, very high pitched, you know. Right. Like imagine yeah. like Dragon Force with like EDM. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> like Fire Flames, Christ Thunder, stuff like that, but EDM. That'll work. That'd be but, cool, you know, actually, yeah. I I'm not I'm not too familiar with EDM. I'm not sure if some of the slower stuff would work, you know. Trevor, get on it and dude, make it make a remix of like through the fire and flames. Nah, dude. I mean, challenge challenge yourself like cemetery gates oh dude that'd be dope it would it'd be dope uh speaking of which uh also chat i do sound at the bar i work at as well i don't just bartend i do sound for the live bands uh sorry real quick anecdote uh yeah. we had a pantera cover band there uh oh, last weekend dude and they were so good that's but dope. sorry uh that's all i just had to throw in there uh but yeah i don't know i guess i i could try that i'm currently working on an ep right now for my electronic stuff uh so I'll definitely have to try out some new ideas and stuff once I get this finished. Yeah, uh, music is one. Of, yeah, music is one of those things I've always tried to do, never been successful at, unfortunately. I'm on, because, I'm on the same I mean, page a little bit. Yeah, I was in not, a, I was in the band for a little bit, being a drummer, and then I just I don't know what it is, but like there's like a limit to where I stand on music, and it's like not where I stand, but where I can perform. I guess I should say, um, you know, like Trevor knows we were we were in a piano class together, and and I tried to continue that um i guess at the time me not having enough money to buy like a keyboard and stuff limited me uh to to learning more and being able to play it but it's something that like it's it's not easy it's really not those that can do it i give huge kudos to like i've i've tried so hard to learn guitar so many times i even built a guitar in order to get me to play guitar that guitar is sick that's it was sick unfortunately it's not great anymore but uh uh no i mean I think it's the fact that I've never had a teacher. I've always tried to be self-taught. Yeah. But that's never gone well because, you know, I I love music. I mean, you can, Sebastian can uh, account for me at work nonstop dancing and singing along. Oh, yeah, to Slater and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some good stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I myself, I taught myself how to a lot of the instruments i know how to play right now uh so damn, i don't know i feel like you just gotta you just yeah, gotta like but... keep pushing i mean definitely it's not gonna oh there's all yeah definitely a mental barrier you know especially if if it's something you've never done let's say like somebody like you know in their late teens or early 20s wants to start learning an instrument 
they always say start young but i feel like that's 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 not necessarily true you could do it but like later ages there's always like that mental gap because now you're a little bit more mature you know it's not going to be easy and uh your brain's devel developing a little bit to the point where it's like you already have so much on your mind and in your head that like learning an instrument is like learning a language you know yeah that's a, that's a big problem too is just that you don't have that instant gratification of like oh i've got it down immediately it's like no i got stuff to do in an hour you know right. gotta speed this up i don't have you know time to learn this yeah Definitely. yeah uh just finding and allocating yourself time to practice uh you know you don't have to practice every single day uh if it's not gonna fit into your schedule uh, it's, i know it, it can be hard to not like get discouraged but honestly if you put your mind to it anything is really possible when it comes to learning music like everybody can do it you just gotta like find what you really want to do with it oh yeah. i mean of course for, I mean, it seems for you music came fairly easy um for me like like manual labor i'm very good with learning manual labor but everybody has their thing like right you know you like can, you could show me something that like hey build this i'll figure it out it, it's you actually it, learn it, how to play it that's not going to happen Right. It's actually pretty crazy because like right now I'm, I'm taking, you know, I'm getting my degree in computer science, which is, you know, programming. It's pretty crazy because my nephew, which is like about to be, I believe, 12 or 13 years old, he talks to me about Java and stuff like, you know, certain program languages. And like, it's crazy how at such a young age learning something like that, it, he picks it up so much faster where, where I'm at. It's like I'm already like, you know, 23 at the age of 25, a male's brain stops de developing fully. And it's like, it's crazy that like how fast a kid can learn as much as an adult can. But obviously my life being like, you know, I, I work and go to school and you know, I stream whenever I can, as opposed to his, where he's just always in school. He's always learning. He has that time to practice. And it's just like, it, it, well, it's know? also what you grow up with. I mean, like, look yeah. at you and then your parents. Like if you hand them an iPhone, odds are they're probably going to struggle with it. Oh, you 100%. hand you know, somebody our age an iPhone. A brand new, or even an iPhone, just a brand new phone that they've never seen. They'll figure it out in a couple minutes. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just what you're. It's what you're given, really. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was always around music my whole life, but uh, none of my parents actually really played instruments. I mean, my mom did. Uh, she was in uh, choir growing up, but that's one thing that. that that's one thing that shocked me uh, about you. Like, obviously, I've known you since sixth grade, and that's how we met was when you were playing band. It shocked me to find out that your parents didn't play instruments because you were so just like, it's in your blood. Like, I can feel it when you talk about it, when you play it. You know, when I hear one of your, your songs or a track, it's like, it's crazy to me because it's just like to you. Well, to me, to you, it seems like it came out. Like, you just caught on to it. You grasped it. You were able to, you know, play music, read it, write it and emotionally connect to it and that's just i feel like that's this is awesome to me yeah it, it's, uh oh sorry go on no i was just gonna say it's 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 a little a little opposite for me as to like where my dad's been playing drums for like almost like 40 years now since he was like 13 and like it's in my blood i have rhythm and i can play the drums but i just never took it as far as he did as to like joining a band playing every weekend or every other weekend or something it's just like yeah I, I I know I respect you for that. It's crazy. Mm, sorry, uh, uh, Lorch was gonna say something. That's why I was like, "Go on." No, I was. You mentioned a high school band. I was gonna say that the geniuses at you know our school decided to give a kid with ADHD a trumpet at the age of whatever fifth grader is. So I mean, <laughs> that was not a good idea. I just played uh, that thing until I basically lost, you know passed out. But uh. I mean, same here, yeah. man. I was in trumpet. I was a trumpet section too. Play that F sharp, man. <laughs> I I was I started at ten years old uh, in grade school. So yeah, if you handed me a trumpet now, I would not be able to play it. But oh, bro, I I I couldn't either. I haven't touched it in a long time. <laughs> That's where I am with piano too. I actually sat down on a keyboard recently, and I was like, I try to play for at least because I actually nailed. Like I got that song down to a to like every note, and I was able to play it. And I sat down and all I can play is like the intro now. And I was like, crap, what are the chords? Like, and all this stuff. And I was like, I completely forgot it. And it was, it's, it's a shame. It makes me mad. That's uh, weird because I've also heard people say that sometimes it's like, it's like riding a bike, you know? Yeah. Like, 
my when when I first when I got my first guitar, it was my uncle who gave it to me, and he picked up a, a guitar because he has a ton, and he's like, I haven't played a guitar in ten years, and you know he starts playing a little bit. It's not that great. It's not that great. And now he's, he's ten minutes later. He's got it. He's got it. It's crazy. How yeah. People just I guess I'm not sure if it's muscle memory or what, but yeah, yeah. I mean, um, ten years. Yeah, I don't really play guitar myself too much anymore. Uh, especially since for my band, I've definitely shifted my focus uh, into just doing vocals for the band. But I still do write you know guitar and everything for it but uh but yeah so uh it, i definitely feel that uh there are there are songs that i still remember that like i learned when i first started playing guitar in like sixth grade and like i could pick up the guitar and like still remember how to play those like I, it's crazy how like engraved into my brain it is oh, to yeah. where you know like even like almost 12 years later like I can still pick it up and play those songs that I learned 12 years ago. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, for me, for me, when it comes to guitar, because I, I did learn a tiny bit, and it was never good, but I, I still remember how to play the songs. I just physically can't. See, mm. one, one thing with me, and, and it's really weird, is, like, I've never played guitar. I've always wanted to, never did. And my nephew, he took lessons for, like, I think a year or two. So I went over to, you know, my sister's house one time, and he was with his instructor learning you know, you know, taking a little like at home class. And after the instructor left, I sat down with him and, and I grabbed the guitar and he showed me exactly what strings to play and how to play a certain uh, like little section of a song. And for some reason I was able to get it, like obviously not knowing the actual notes and stuff and not being able to read it, but I'm just more of like a fast hands-on learner that like, that's like one of the reasons I like learn how to play piano fast, but I couldn't read the notes. It's so weird. It's like, like that rhythm is in my blood but like the educational side of it, of like actually knowing how to read sheet music, is just like impossible to me. Yeah, I think that was my biggest problem. Like, I, I can read, I can read tabs and all that, but I never had somebody there to physically show me what to do, what I was doing wrong. Mm -hmm. It's like a video. Yeah, you could follow a video, but video is not going to say, "Hey, your hands in the wrong place." Right. You yeah. Know? Like I, for for guitar, my biggest problem was never, um, you know, getting the notes. It was, it was always the the picking. I could never get you know i could never you know be focusing on my fingers on one you know on the on the fretboard and also be picking on the strings i couldn't figure out which strings to be that was mm -hmm. my biggest problem yeah yeah that is definitely tough uh when you're starting off uh i think what really did it for me well uh, i know alternate picking is a very important skill to have when you uh play guitar but uh one way i learned was just down picking everything until I try to learn I master got... puppets. Yeah. Down, 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 down. That's so, funny that you brought that up. That was like the second song I ever learned on guitar because I got like a magazine that was like interviewing Metallica and stuff and they had like five songs like tabbed out and that was one of them. The very first song I ever learned fully through on guitar, uh, guitar was Seek and Destroy by them. The first Obviously song... I learned the rhythm part, but that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The first song I learned was the it was basically just uh Seven Nation Army on oh, one nice. string. Yeah. So <laughs> uh another question for you, Trev. This is a little bit like in the future question. Um do you ever plan on like if you, if your band ever does like live gigs and stuff, uh do you ever plan on like fully streaming that? Like bringing like a like a little laptop setup and like maybe like doing a live stream of a live performance? Yeah, actually I uh I haven't gotten a chance to talk to my boys about it yet, uh, but I am actually considering making us our own like separate Twitch channel so that uh, whenever like we're together or like producing music or doing a show, uh, like we could stream us doing all of that. Like even if it's just us dicking around playing games and shit. So yeah, I do. I think that's I dope. do plan on doing that. That's dope. Uh, like, like it's maybe. Funny. Oh, go ahead. So it's funny that you mentioned that that live streaming because I've seen actually, I mean obviously I'm a heavy metal fan, so I've seen a lot of heavy metal bands start to do that where they're starting to stream most of their shows. Yeah. Well, another part of it is is simple like uh, ma macro managing like where it's like okay we're a famous band and we we make quite a bit of money off that but now like this live streaming is so big people are streaming games people are streaming podcasts etc they're like we could probably quote-unquote monetize that stream live and get you know donations and stuff obviously if you're a well-known band 
people are going to come out and support you if they can't make it to the concert. The way I've the way I've seen it done, the way I've been um for my 18th birthday, my uncle would take to uh Wisconsin to go see a band called Sabaton. Mm-hmm. And I, that was the first time I ever I ever saw a band stream their show because literally I think two seats down from halfway through the show, a cameraman came up and started streaming the entire show to YouTube. So That's I guess awesome. you know you're you're getting you're letting your fans you know see see the show if they can't make it. But you're also having that incentive to come to the show because you know obviously the first half wasn't wasn't shown. Yeah, and that's it's 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 a smart like play from like like a like a marketing standpoint as well as just like you know giving your fans something that maybe they can't get. Well, also to, yeah, also to uh, back up the whole uh, marketing sort of thing. Uh, another reason why I wanted to do like production as well on the streams so that people can like kind of see like your uh your like creative sides and whatnot and like actually like get a feel for like what kind of music you let like listen to or like uh make and that in turn also would be like oh like this guy's really cool like i watch his streams on production it helps me out i like his music i'm gonna go listen to it you know yeah all that sort of stuff so yeah uh i so yeah i do plan uh on eventually doing that uh, I used to do a lot. I used to do a lot of it on Facebook. Actually, oh, I used to. I remember. I uh, remember. I, yeah. I, especially when I was in mu- uh, music school, uh, I did. So we we had. Uh, I took a course called a uh, live performance workshop uh, at my school. Uh, this was a completely optional course for me, uh, but for everybody that was in like a specific major for like guitar or like an instrument or something, they had to take it. But I was like, you know, I obviously play so. I want to get in on this. So how live performance workshop works is it's pretty much like rock band, except you're actually playing the instruments. So like everybody that like signs up for like the time slot to like cover the song, like they actually have to take the time out of their like week and actually learn it. And like, there are like the teachers there who like grade you on your like performances and stuff. So I used to live stream a lot of those on my Facebook, but uh, now that, finally my band is actually starting to do a full band uh yeah streaming our stuff is definitely uh something i have thought about and we are i'm like 99 percent sure we're obviously Uh, really quick question about what you were were just talking about have you ever heard of i guess that's a game the game rocksmith yeah that sounds very similar to what you were just talking about that's what i learned off okay yeah well with with my schooling though uh it's you pretty much have to like read tabs or like read sheet music to like learn like the guitar parts or oh, whatever yikes. um so yeah so it's not really the same thing uh i mean for me i did vocals for a lot of them uh but i did play guitar for a few uh, i played uh i played guitar when uh we there was a a week where they had uh, decode by paramore on there and i play guitar for that because my friend devin uh she was doing vocals and she literally like sounds almost exactly like Haley williams she was a good friend of mine so like we signed up for the same slot i'm like i'll I'll play guitar for that one like hell yeah and then there was another one where i played uh i played guitar uh me and my buddy logan he took lead i took rhythm uh and we played we we signed up for the same time slot for uh they're out to get me gun and that was really cool. But yeah, so like you actually have to like sit down and like learn the the stuff. Like it's not like Rocksmith where it's like teaching you it as you play. Right. Like this is like you already know how to play your instrument. You need to learn the song and you will be graded on it. That's uh, that's that's scary, definitely. That's dope though. I like that like concept. Um Well and another another thing that uh I thought it was really cool too, because like they they don't just grade you on your performance, like they actually like grade you on your stage presence and like oh, yeah. give you like pointers and stuff. Like it's really cool, like how in depth it is, and like having people that are in the music industry like doing stuff like that. So I was very fortunate to uh, go to the school that I did. Oh uh, yeah, you gotta have you know was... you gotta have a good attitude when you're on stage. You gotta be that kind of person that like brings the life to the audience you gotta be a performer you can't just be standing up there you know you right. gotta you gotta you're, you're you're up there for a show you gotta you gotta make a show for the audience right yeah 
Well, that was actually one of the main reasons why. Well, I've been I've been in bands since I was like 12 years old. I've been in about I think like four or five bands, and like this is I I like Island the City is like my fourth fifth project. But uh, when I started it, I was like, look, I've been playing in bands and playing like a guitar or bass while doing vocals this whole time and i really just want to get up on stage and just run around like a fucking maniac so yeah. i'm i'm gonna i'm doing just vocals for this project and yeah so like i i feel really good about it and especially since like i still have my like creative freedom to like write since i play all the instruments and stuff mm-hmm. uh i i still have my outlet there for that yeah, about that, your that, uh, your your stage. Uh, you said how you uh, you used to play what bass and sing, and then now you're just singing, right? Yeah. Well, I used to play guitar and sing, and then I also used to play bass and sing. It it would just depend on like the band that I was in and what was needed. Now, what do you find easier or or harder? I suppose uh, playing an instrument and singing, running around, you know, and singing. Um, definitely an exercise. You know, it's funny. It's funny that. Uh, I I feel like a big factor for me is just like the rush of being able to run around and stuff. Like I was at band practice I think last week and I just tried to like stand still and like put the mic on a mic stand and just stand still and like do vocals. Not the same. And I like literally like lines into it. I just grabbed the mic and like like I can't I was like no something about like the adrenaline rush about like moving around and everything like helps me. Like it, it, it helps me like perform better. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Back in the day, since I was used to it, like I was used to playing guitar and doing vocals, like it wasn't that bad, and like I did fine. But like now that I'm like used to like moving around, it I can't I can't stand still anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, because when at least when you when you have an instrument and you're singing, you have the excuse of being able to stand there because well, you're playing an instrument. But when you don't have that. Now you got to do something. Now you got to yeah. be running so, around on stage doing something. You know? I have another question. This may be a tough one. You don't have to answer precisely, but uh, what what would you say is more of a rush or something you enjoy more? Performing live on stage, you know, for a decent sized audience, and you know, going, you know, like jamming out, or or streaming in front of a, a pretty high view count and being yourself and you know jamming out in your own way while playing games. Honestly, I think they're in at least my perspective i feel like they're the same thing like yeah is that i I enjoy both very much so and like even on stage like when i like doing like mindless banter in between like songs and whatnot like i'm still like myself i'm still you know the dumb idiot you know with a (laughs) microphone so (laughs) you know i don't i don't feel there's any difference honestly um i guess cool to know yeah i guess the only thing that i could think of in that situation is well i mean you're live in front of an audience you have instant feedback you know off their faces and off what they're doing but off the stream you're just waiting on their comments seeing if they like it yeah yeah i mean there's that or you know uh if your view count dwindles obviously like (laughs) you know people don't like watching you Hey, but it's less of an insult because if some if if a person in real life walks away, that's a lot more effort than just clicking that back button. Or or booze you, yeah. 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 So question. I don't know. I also like. I also tend, especially now, and like, I don't want to come off as like pretentious or anything, but especially now after like being in this, uh, like in music for a while, and just like being in like entertainment in general for a while, uh, you kind of just gotta learn to like take not take some people's criticisms uh especially when they have like no idea what they're talking about like that that really makes me angry like when people like try to like bash you and like berate you and like aren't trying to give you like constructive criticism uh definitely don't pay attention to that now if somebody that obviously has done what you do gives you that like don't obviously be like that and i i would never be like that either like if somebody like came up to me and like that I've been like playing music for like so long, like came up to me and was like, Hey, like you, you know, you could have done this a little better or like, you know, some big streamer told me like, Hey, maybe you need to change a couple of things you do on stream to like this. Like, obviously I would be like, okay, like, yeah, that's, that's good constructive criticism. But like some people are just out there to be assholes. Yep. Like straight up. That is their only goal. And 
I I don't pay attention to those people. Yeah, that's the, that's the right that's thing to do. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, just keyword there, constructive. You know, right. it needs to be building. It needs to be building something to be better. Yeah, you yeah. Know? absolutely. I agree. You hear that chant? Shut your mouth. That's what he's saying. <laughs> um, okay, so I like it. I like it. So let's let's see. Let's see. Well, I don't. I think that that's that's a good amount of questions on my end, unless Mr. J. Lorch has any for you. I'm sorry about being so quiet. I'm trying to eat some McNuggies over here. Oh, you're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I had a, I had an interesting one. I thought. Okay. Shoot. And it has nothing to do with music. It's changing topics completely. Okay. 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 It's about um, storytelling. And so, Trevor, you should you should understand storytelling. You're a musician. That's kind of what you do. You're telling a story, but through music. Yeah. What do you guys think is the best form of st- of storytelling? What's the best um uh vessel, the best uh way of get of, you know, putting the story out there, do you guys think? Personally, um I feel music would probably be because when it comes when it comes to writing a song, it's not just about the lyrics or like what's inside the lyrics it's also about what the rest of the band can do or the writer can do with the instruments to uh portray those emotions yeah oh, i totally agree i so, totally agree um because there there are a lot of different outlets that you can go when it comes to like storytelling in in music like the song itself or like making a music video to even get the point even further across or like yeah. doing like cool stuff on like stage for like specific songs and whatnot. Like there's so many different outlets uh, to like really convey the messages and feelings that are in that story. So yeah. that I think music is probably the most creative and like best way to do that stuff. Well, if it's done well, Right. Yes, yes. Of course. Of course. Um, I'd say. But I mean, I, go ahead. Sorry, I was. I have. I have another point too. Uh, okay. My bad. Uh, and I also think that people that actually write books as well. Oh yeah. Like that. Like to be able to sit down and write like a couple hundred page novel, and like, be able to convey you know like, whether it's fictional or non-fictional characters, just through words solely is you know a, a talent on its own like yeah. to be able oh, to yeah. visualize those worlds and whatnot and like those people like that also in itself is also one of the best like if done right 100 percent agree so like what i was gonna say like my standpoint on it is, is like i 100 percent agree with the music i feel like music is probably like you know in my top three if you know top one I'd say the other two is like uh, fictionally wise, like when you're speaking of fiction, video games definitely, obviously, you have your visuals, you get to be a part of it, you get to be a part of this world that is that is telling this story. But um, I guess one of the biggest ones as well is like uh, nonfiction movies. Like uh, it takes so much production writing as well as getting the facts right. Of if you're making a movie, for example, first one that clicked in my head is like Pursuit of Happiness with uh, Will Smith. That's a that's a fantastic movie. Now it's based off a real event. You know, it's based off of you know Wall Street and like what happened. I believe it was Wall Street. Um, and it's to someone back then. And I feel like if you're able to find the right actor, the right cast, um, and and you can portray it all in this movie of every possible emotion that that person went through. Um, I feel like that's like one of the best ways to like tell a story, especially one that happened and people may not be educated about something that's like has to do with our history. Yeah. yeah I- I think I'm going to go take the easy way out and say uh, there's multiple, you know, because I, I mean, if you think about it, you've, you've got different forms of storytelling. If you go with music, music plays, uh, movies, that's all like stories and sitting, right? Short, like short, quick. There you go. Right. If you have a book or maybe a TV show or a video game, that's extended you know you have a you have a much more freedom with it because you got time on your hands Absolutely. You, got, you got time to work with but i'd say personally my favorite or what i think is the best has the most potential is definitely video games um yeah. but the problem with video games is well obviously bad stories right and bad storylines yeah and um the player has to be willing 
to to be a part of that story because i mean if you're going around and just effing around you know you're gonna get taken out of the story right away yeah absolutely that's that's why when i because i play for story usually i usually when i when i get a game i play easy mode my first playthrough and then i go into hard mode and you know that that kind of stuff yeah because if a game can you know if it's on easy, I think the best just because you're dying less, you know, you're continuing the story, you know, you know, if your character, if you see your character get killed over and over and over and over again, it's, you know, you're, you're going to get taken out of it a bit. Right. But, uh, like if, a, but the, the benefit of a game is that you're controlling, you know, the protagonist well, usually the protagonist and like you're, if, a, if it's done right, you're feeling what the character is feeling in that moment. You know, if yeah. a character gets hurt, like how many times you said, ah, ah, shit, ow, when, right. you know, your character gets hurt, you know, it's like when there's a scary thing that happens in the game, you get scared. Right. You know, it's a lot more immersive than I'd say anything else. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's just the best. And if it's done right, like, again, I brought this up last week, but I think The Last of Us is probably the best story in a video game, not only because of the gameplay itself is you have limited freedom but enough mm -hmm. so it keeps you on track and I, I swear to god personally i felt every single minute of the game you know when when the main characters were crying i was crying yeah when the main characters were you know in pain i was in pain when the main characters were scared i was scared you know and it was just an amazing storyline and you gain the emotions i feel like of the main character even though they're not your own emotions if that if, I, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, no, it makes sense. It's like it's like, like uh, you, without, we, without spoiling the ending, the ending of the game is very controversial. Of is it the right thing to do? Mm -hmm. In that moment, even though I know personally it's probably not the right thing to do, I was one hundred percent behind that character because I was feeling what that character was feeling in that moment. Right. No, I mean I I I agree with basically every point you say. And another thing is like. I really like how, um, I mean, it's as of right now, it's it's the Sony slash Marvel Cinematic Universe that's doing this. But I like how they're coming a lot out with a lot of movies that um have to do with the antagonists and like the the anti hero in them. Like Venom is a great example. Obviously, in, like the comics and stuff, um, yeah. Venom is is Spider Man's villain. But they yeah, Deadpool th as well. Yeah, right. And but they came out with a movie. Uh, or movies uh, that that tell the story behind that person um, and why maybe they became that way, why they became evil or an anti uh, anti hero. Um, what's it called? Uh, anti hero. Um, and I like that form of storytelling as well. They're coming out with a new Morbius movie, which is also you know a Marvel villain. It's a Spider Man villain that crosses over. Um, and that's that's about uh, someone that it's kind of like the term. What's the term? The, like the fallen hero type thing. Like if you can't, uh, if you don't see yourself becoming the hero, you'll live long enough to to become the villain type thing. And I like those kind of storytelling and like where storytelling it's, goes with that. I think this whole, uh, at least my point on video games, also drags on to why I personally think there's never going to be a good video game movie. Is because yeah. you're taking away the freedom, you know, yeah, of, of the player. I mean, yeah, you're focusing on the story, but. Some games, especially again, I'll I'll take the example of The Last of Us. There's so much storytelling in the gameplay itself, you know. Well, they were supposed. To, I, I I guess there was rumors about a Last of Us movie or there show. There was, but I believe either the director of the movie or the game, one of the two, decided it shouldn't be a movie. I, I don't remember exactly why. Probably the better I, choice. I think it could be. That is one of the games I feel like it might be able to maybe be better as a TV show. Mm -hmm. You know, the new Walking Dead. Right. Because, I mean, The Walking Dead was amazing for like, the first five, six seasons. Yeah. And then it kind of just fell off a cliff. That's when I stopped watching, actually. That's yeah. exactly when I stopped watching. Right. I unfortunately watched maybe one or two seasons after that, and then I quit. Yeah, no, I mean, so, I mean like, shows are a great example, too, obviously. that That's a, that's a storyline that goes on for years. One of my favorite shows ever, you know, being Arrow um when i first started watching it it was like okay you know it is I'll, I'll i'll see if i like it and then back to like emotional connection to the characters um as i'd watch throughout the seasons and grow with these characters um i feel like if a show does it right 
um and if you like you know connect to the character so much uh you definitely have an emotional connection uh try not try not to say any spoilers here but all the marvel movies obviously in the past ye couple of years i think it was like 22 total at the end of Endgame, um i think we all felt a very emotional uh um ending there with what happened i don't want to spoil anything just in case anybody's out there that hasn't I, seen it personally i didn't but i think that was just because i was out marveled i, I just there's just too many did you see yeah, it? Yes. Yeah. Just out of it. Someone but like I, me. But otherwise, I, I would have. Yeah. I I teared up like at that ending. I was like, I didn't expect it. I kind of did, but I didn't as well. So it was one of those things where it was like a oh my god moment. They actually did it, and um, I just really enjoyed it. I think Marvel's been doing it great when it comes down to telling a story across multiple movies that connect with each other. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. I forgot what I was about to say right there. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, I have a I have a topic we could uh, discuss since oh. we're all talking about all right. stories. Yeah. So, is we're all we're all gamers here, and yes, also I, you made a very good point about the ga video games being like one of the best, and I I totally fucking blanked. I that would have been like my third option myself <laughs> personally. Like I don't worry, totally I've been thinking about this all day. Okay, yeah, I didn't really. I it just totally blew past my mind until you said it but uh i want to break it down uh for us i know everybody's top three games in terms of core gameplay and story as well like this is to be like your like your cream of the crop stuff like your top three all-time games all right i got it i got okay. it right off the top of my so head you already got it so let's yeah. see and in, in no particular order i'm gonna hit you with the Last of Us, because I played that most recently, and again, I haven't shut up about it since. So The Last of Us for story and gameplay was pretty pretty good, and it you know helped the story along. Uh, number two, The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. Mm -hmm. I am a huge fan of The Witcher. Read all the books. Um, the video game was amazing. I've I damn near complete one hundred percent of it on Steam. Nice. Um, and then I will say Mass Effect the series, but if I had to pick one, Mass Effect Two. Okay, uh, that has Imagine to be my you. favorite. So it, it's it's a, that's a very tough question for me because I actually grew up playing mostly multiplayer games. Very rarely have I ever in my life played an actual storyline game. Uh, the first one that did pop into my head is in general the Assassin's Creed series. Um, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that story. I actually feel like that was one of the games since the first one uh, where I was able to grasp the story, uh, play along with it, and just which one understand which one is your favorite. I'd I'd say my favorite favorite is the second one, Assassin's Creed Two. Gameplay wise, like it's just it just seemed very at the time right. very like ahead of its time because they introduced so many like new features as opposed to the first one. Um, but overall, like the Assassin's Creed uh, franchise, I feel like is just one of my favorite. Um, oh yeah. It, honestly, I I kind of blank after that because like I said, I mostly play like multiplayer. I grew up playing multiplayer games, not much storyline based. So I might get I back to you. I might have to think about a couple. I know for a fact that you played Spider-Man. All right. Nice okay. Spy, spy, yeah. Yes. I'd say Spider-Man was probably up there too. I enjoyed okay. it. Yeah, I know. You were, you were crazy about that. Yeah. I had, that's the only game I've ever platinumed. Nice. Yeah. Except for now I need to go back and platinum in the DLC. because now, I now, don't get me wrong. Like the Call of Duty series, like Modern Warfare or the Modern Warfare series in general, um definitely up their storyline as well as black ops recently in years obviously they've been failing at that like yeah. m pretty big but modern warfare 2 and modern warfare 3 i'd say i remember playing the campaigns and being like like i know what's going on i understand it it's crazy it's cool you know um I i'd say that those would be like my top three mm -hmm. yeah no i definitely agree with you about the uh modern warfare and stuff like the or like the more like middle era of Call of Duty games, because like obviously the first ones were based on World War Two and whatnot, and yeah, uh, like the middle area, like that's where like you know Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, Black Ops, Modern Warfare Three, that that area. I did enjoy the storylines uh, in those, but also at the same time, like one of the reasons that kind of took me away from it as well was because the that game, like those games aren't like they don't have a very long playtime right because they're they're definitely a lot more multiplayer oriented games yeah uh but i do have to say i did 
enjoy those storylines very much so. Uh, and I also to your point, how you said that the the later years they completely failed. I find it funny that their their extra game mode that they added to the game zombies right. yeah. ended up having like a oh, way yeah. cooler like a oh. way cooler like Easter egg filled like storyline oh, yeah. than one hundred percent any of their actual like main core game stories like absolutely I thought it was funny but also the zombie storyline and everything is super duper cool so no. i think the downfall of call of duty was going into the future and messing it all up yeah yeah, yeah. i think i think i think i think personally my opinion is everything after ghost pretty much sucked yeah i mean ghosts including yeah a lot of people yeah. hate it go so Trevor, what what are your top three games? So my top three in this exact order. Uh, now, see, I was the opposite of you, Sebastian. I actually played a lot of story-based games growing well, me up. Me too. Because I never, I never had. I, any. Yeah, I did. I mean, even when I had internet, I wasn't allowed to get Xbox Live till I was like twelve years old. So, uh, but yeah. So my top three, and in this order, um, the Halo franchise. Oh yeah. Uh everything about it uh amazing it's it's so crazy so in depth like in like how many years like it's literally like like thousands of years of span of story that that barely missed my list that was going to be in top five yeah that's my all-time favorite series uh my second favorite series of all time uh is kingdom hearts okay yeah that's a very very close and dear one to my heart i've fucking loved every single game uh and just the just gameplay is really good now for in terms of gameplay we don't talk about halo 5 all right guys halo 5 <laughs> hey halo 5 had good gameplay i don't know what okay had good gameplay story right. sucks. sorry i flipped sucks. it around my bad yeah the storyline fucking blue for halo 5 we don't talk about that uh and then my, that. here we go i know right, let's hope it's good i'm really hoping fingers crossed here uh and then my third would have to be uh, Devil May Cry. Okay. Okay. That okay. was that is another fucking amazing series. Now that one. is what is it like a? I know it's, it's what a JRPG, right? No, it's a no? it's a hack and slash. No, oh, sorry, it's 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 Japanese hack and slash, right? Though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is uh, that's that's been on my list. Is that a two D or three D or what? Three D. Okay. All all the games are three D. Uh, but yeah. And also, I just realized I find it really funny how uh, all three of my tops, they're all very different in terms of the gameplay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Halo's a first-person shooter. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is more 